A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Saving Sex in the City 3 has been on a brief hiatus, but is coming back next week with an all-new episode. In the meantime, I'm so excited about this week's re-release featuring the absolutely hilarious and inspired Michelle Collins. She has a show called The Michelle Collins Show. It is so funny. This episode of Saving Sex in the City 3 really is a departure from past episodes because Michelle came up with the truly brilliant idea to weave a musical that we all know and cherish into the Sex and the City 3 storyline. It's one of my favorite episodes and truly it was a high point of 2020. So without further ado, please enjoy Sex and the City 3, Trey Miserables with Michelle Collins. In 2017, life as we knew it came to a screeching halt when production on Sex and the City 3, the movie, was unceremoniously and abruptly shut down. Three years later, it was announced in 2020 that a Sex and the City reboot was in the works. However, the reboot is not actually a third movie, and thus my journey continues. On this podcast, I will be doing what many believe to be the undoable. I will be saving Sex and the City 3. I'm here with the one and only Michelle Collins of multiple fames, actually, but mostly known. Well, God, where do we even begin? The View. Oh, this is such a great intro. I know I'm a terrible. I'm (laughs) terrible at one credit. (laughs) I'm waiting. I'm like, have you heard of her? I'm sure you have. And uh, where have you heard of her again? Hmm. The View, the Michelle Collins Show on SiriusXM, and so much more. Hi. Hi, um, I'm on Instagram at Mish Call. That's how I like <laughs> myself now for my Instagram handle because I'm doing a lot of memes lately, Laura. I don't know if you've noticed. I love it. I love a meme. Memes are my love language. I'm trying my best to really change things up. Thank Your you. Your Instagram for kills me. The stories in particular. Thank you for saying that because I actually feel like I'm most my authentic self in my stories. Yeah. Um, but because everything is so stupid, I feel like it's never grid worthy. <laughs> like, I feel like the pressure of putting something on the grid, it's always has to be like a, a like a picture where I look remotely thin and, and then everyone goes skinny. And then I delete those. Cause I'm like, don't fat shame me. Like I'm fucked up. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're like, I um, want it. I want to be called skinny, but I also don't want to be publicly called skinny. Yeah. Don't fucking write that on there, you know, say it out <laughs> loud and just move on. Text but my me. stories are really, my stories really are me just basically reposting animal videos um, ad nauseum. Yeah. Yeah. Now, whenever I see an animal video, I usually just think of you. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. I just, I'll, if I could live the rest of my life with only one animal to be stuck with on video, 
You know, like like only one explore tab. It would be yeah. orangutans, I think. <laughs> <laughs> They're your spirit animal. Well, that's rude, but they in, are. I'm saying in shamanism and stuff, like you have to, you like identify with like a spirit animal, and so I feel you like know. it's like you've chosen, not me. Yeah, but like I just said, I like them. I didn't say I'm <laughs> I'm like them. <laughs> It's like if I said an elephant, you're like, well, I mean, that's you. You're an elephant. Anyways, let's talk about. That's what you We're off it. to a rocky start. Tensions are high. <laughs> oh, my God. You're like, yeah, orangutan. That is that is so you. Oh, like, my God. Orangutan. I see that. But by the way. <laughs> By the way, I am a fucking orangutan. So, like, joke is on you. No, you because said they're... that you just, like, spend a lot of time with them. And that's, like, yeah. what you would want to hang with. Thus, well, they're very like... solitary creatures. And I'm right now quite solitary in quarantine. Um, they're very genteel. They're, like, slow. They love just to, like, eat. They're clean. I feel like I always see them, like, wiping themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel very close to them. Anyway. that. Do you wish that you had a pet right now in quarantine? In fact, I do. And I actually, um, right before this started, I had to go to the North Shore Animal League to shoot something. Mm -hmm. And really, it was, I went full Lenny and of Mice and Men. It's the most beautiful. (laughs) No, I truly like lost. I forgot how to like form speech. (laughs) And then they have a lot of like um, real alley cats there, you know, very cute cats. (sighs) Yeah. But they have cats with like clipped ears to show that they've been feral. They're like body modificated. That's a word. Uh, Yeah, it's a lot. Um, But I did not end up getting one. And honestly, I have debated, would it be better in quarantine with a cat? The truth is, because dogs are too much for me. I love dogs. Yeah. But for me, my lifestyle as an orangutan woman, it's just not for me. (laughs) I'm like Coco the gorilla. I just want like a little all ball with me. But um, I don't like fur. You know, fur is a problem. I need to link you to these cats that I discovered on Instagram that are like curly haired shaggy hypoallergenic rex cats they're so cute all right send them to me if they don't shed that would really be a they don't shed these types of cats don't shed they're the kind of cats that my dad has like nine of them and they they don't (gasps) shed curly cats that's so fun he has like rex cats but this is a this is a type of that breed that's like more shaggy and curly i've never Mm. seen anything like it but you know all right send it over i'm a bit it. of a snob you know you know I mean, that i like you have to find the cat. perfect thing yeah 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 but so far i have nothing um literally i have nothing i i'm ordering <laughs> food i i don't know i i eat and drink all day long um i try jeans on once a week um i haven't tried jeans not on since better. this started like i have not worn anything but soft pants since it started and now i'm actually developing like jean trauma where i'm like not ready like i might just have to like throw everything out and then uh, pretend that i never had jeans well what i did do is i went on asos even though i know that their workers are dropping dead at around five per day (laughs) and (laughs) i'm aware of it but you know there's a sale and i got the jeans that i like from them in a size bigger so Mm -hmm. that when this is over with i'm not gonna actually want i mean i want to die but like not in a real way. You know what not I mean? Not too bad. Yeah. I bought a pair of jeans 
like I'd been working out nonstop, like it was in like a real like health journey prior to core. And then I bought a pair of jeans just to like celebrate my life. And then they arrived two days before we got like the stay at home order. And I tried them on and they're kind of like a trendy jean. Like I don't think they're the type of jean that's going to be like cute next year. Are they like like mom jeans? What's the look? They're kind of like um, patchworky. It's like, it's a real look. And so then I was like, wow, this is a huge waste of money. And also TBD if I'll even fit into them again. Um, Well, if it makes you feel better, about a week or two before uh, quarantine started, I decided to get a $300 haircut. So basically, uh, we're both fucking idiots because my haircut now, I'm going to be leaving here. Yeah. I got a full cut. I went blonde. (gasps) You look great. At least we both look good. You're still like bringing glamour to like core. You're like doing makeup. Well, because I knew that we were going to be Skyping. And yesterday I did a podcast. I did the blank check podcast. You're going to die laughing from this. I know we have to talk about sex in the city, but they were like, they said, oh, we don't tape it. We just use the audio from Zoom. So I was like, great. So I literally looked like Jim Carrey as Venus to Milo (laughs) and in living color. Like I had my worst bra on, no makeup, hair in a little tiny bun. You know, I have a tree trunk neck. I, and I looked just even my, I, if my super came over, I would have changed. You know what I mean? Like really bad. Yeah. And I sat down and they were like, Hey, like, so turn, you know, zoom us. Like, here's the link, turn your camera on. And I said, pardon. I thought you said that this is just um, audio and they go, well, we just use the audio, but we all look at each other throughout the thing. So I had to turn. My <laughs> You're like, great. That's and- actually the rudest thing of them to do. No, but actually I misunderstood how they wrote it. Cause they were like, we use the, I, I misread it. I'm okay. dumb is what I'm saying. But point being is that I think this I'm making up for feeling like absolute hot trash yesterday. So this is all for you, Laura. And I hope you appreciate it. Well, I appreciate it. It's very sex in the city of you. So you're That's really you're on brand. Post. Thank you so much. Um, okay. So for those of you that are just tuning in for the first time, basically we're making a sex in the city three movie in this podcast. So, I ask my guest to come up with a log line for each of the four girls. And then we just build a movie from the beginning and okay. it can be anything, um, any genre that the, the storylines don't have to intersect at all. Like it's our job as writers and creators to come up with the, the movie. Yeah. So I'll pass. I'm going to pass the torch to you and wow. give you the floor. Well, <laughs> That's a wonderful way to start this podcast at Mishkal. <laughs> no, just tell me the tell me the four storylines. <laughs> Why you don't promote your Instagram when you go on people's podcasts? I do, but I usually save it at the end where I'm like, yeah, oh. but people tune out by then. That's okay. bad. Start at Lars Marie, everyone at Lars Marie okay. at Mishkal. Listen, Watch when I have stories, on, say it at the top. Say it at the top. Okay, so. Here's what I decided. I have to give, do I have to like, can I just give why I chose to do this? Just t- Yeah. Tell me anything you want to tell me. Here's what I'll say. There is a musical <laughs> that I love. <laughs> You're like, I didn't do any of it. And we're now going to talk <laughs> more about orangutans. <laughs> I did. I didn't think it through. <laughs> it's the four of them go to work at a zoo. What if the each person was like, no. I'm in. No, I could do that too, actually. Um, 
Well, let's keep that on the back burner if you don't okay. like my I think we can find album. a way to organically like work an orangutan into Sex in the City 3. <laughs> I uh, think I have a new podcast called Say No More. <laughs> it's just <laughs> Say No More. I'm in. Okay, so um here's the thing. Uh I love Les Misérables, as you know. Yeah. It's I would say my favorite musical. But the irony is that it's my least favorite movie musical. Like I felt the worst movie I've ever seen. After I have not seen Cats. um, Same director, I think. Pretty sure. Tom Hooper. Let me look it up. Oh, Uh, he he did the King speech, which I also hated. Oh, I... (laughs) I don't even want to. The King's Speech was actually like the the actual worst movie I've ever seen. I don't know why people are content. Yeah, he did Lame Is Cats and the King's Speech. Wow. You know he did the Danish Girl, which I actually did like, but that's it. Saw that. Um, It's it's good. I mean, it's not like you know Mm. you know it's not you won't like rewatch it in quarantine like my cousin (laughs) Vinny. You know what I mean? Like I have. But um, I hated the Lamez movie so much. I felt you here. You have an opportunity to take what is like the best story, the best music, and you fucked it up so bad. I mean, ear splitting. It's horrible. Russell Crowe to cast yeah. someone in a musical that truly just can't sing is a wild decision. Uh, well, you know that I once met Russell Crowe drunk in an elevator, right? What did he say? Um, not really. Were anything. you drunk or he was drunk? Let's call it both. <laughs> and uh, I think it was at the SNL after party or something. I just wanted to be able to say that. Yeah. And we got, it was a Time Warner Center and we got into an elevator and I was like, Russell, can I get a pick? Like, I, you know, I was, I never, ever, ever, ever <laughs> do that. But I was like legitimately wasted, which I, happens to me once a year where I got that drunk. And he was like, yeah, let's take a peek. Stick your tongue out. And so I have these two selfies. He took them. <laughs> Where her, both of our tongues are sticking out, but the twist is that his was like, like funny, like wacky sticking out, and I look <laughs> like I'm about to take it. I don't even want to say it, like right in the face. Like I'm literally like so porny in it. I show it at my stand up show because it's so ridiculous. I need to um, see this picture. I will find this picture. Some. I mean, it's going to be hard for me to do while we're talking, but. We'll have to Make do it after. Short. Maybe you'll have to like share it on the stories. I'm certainly not putting that picture on my stories. I will flash it to your Skype uh, <laughs> thing. We'll figure it out. Anyway, so I thought um, that given that I hated that movie so much, and I like Sex in the City uh, enough, I'm not like the most massive. Wait, I think I have it. I have it. You ready? That yeah, was I'm fast, ready. by the way. That was wow. really fast. Okay, so actually, it's only one picture. Um, so uh, here's the one of just us. We actually look good in it. I don't know if you'll be able to see this. Oh, I love that. You guys look great. We look cute, yeah. right? Yeah, he looks shit faced. No, I was. I mean, and then here. And by the way, the coat that he was wearing in my life, I've never felt such luxury. Laura, it was like I'm sure sheerling. Like- oh, lush. It was so to die for. Now, I don't know who this this particular girl. I do know who she is. She was a friend of a friend. Nice girl. <laughs> Am I furious? She crashed this photo. You tell me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you see the difference in the tongue sticking out? He's being You're, funny. You look like you were photoshopped in and this was just a picture of the two of them. <laughs> 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 it 
It's one of my greatest moments, honestly, is accosting him in a trapped room. Um, so I thought it would be funny to do like a Sex in the City version of Les Mis and make each of them one of the main characters. Yeah. But then we can take the story anywhere we want. But yeah. just like the, the log line. So I thought, you want me to go one by one or you want to take each story separate? Yeah, let's go. Let's just like do a kind of blurry watercolor log line. Then we can go back to the beginning and like start. The well, movie, I thought Carrie's will. journey could be that she um, gets caught stealing a croissant. Okay. Yeah. It's all about stealing bread. Wow, mm-hmm. you wipe your nose on a cloth towel. I ran out of paper towels, so now it's a cloth. It's a cloth. <laughs> it's a kitchen that towel. That is true luxury. I don't know if people will ever <laughs> see this video. I'm like, how much is Patreon paying you that you can afford to wipe <laughs> your fucking nose on it's a tea silk. towel? <laughs> <laughs> I have so many. By the way, you'll actually die laughing. Do you know what this computer is propped up on right now? What? Two, three boxes, oh. six boxes of Kleenex. <laughs> I love that. Kleenex That's is such a box. must right now. Kleenex oh, is a luxury. I have so, and actually, my microphone is in a box of tissues. I'm just <laughs> really rubbing it Surrounded in. Surrounded by paper. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> okay, so Carrie, uh, okay, then I thought it'd be funny to make Samantha like um, on her case. Like, I thought it'd be funny to make Carrie Jean Valjean and Samantha Javert. You know, the, mm-hmm. the so basically, Samantha like wants some, ha- Javier is the one that kind of saves Jean Valjean. Javier is a very uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda way to pronounce his name. I would say Javier. Javier, yeah. Not Javier (laughs) Bardem. Javier. (laughs) Okay, wait. What if Carrie, instead of stealing a croissant, what if she steals a pair of, like, Manolos? Like, she's fallen on hard times, and so, but her shoe addiction is such that she had to, like, go steal from, like, Barney. Has that ever been a storyline before on this podcast? That she stole something? Yeah. No. Okay, good. Oh, that's great. So, okay, she steals a Manolo. Actually, yeah, there was a whole Les episode. No, I'm kidding. I know you are. <laughs> and that's the face that I'm making because it's such a great joke. Okay, anyway. <laughs> I'll kill her. Okay, so Carrie's, Carrie steals Manolo's and gets caught. Mm-hmm. What if Samantha was the one who ratted her out? Ooh, yeah. I like that. Samantha is the one who found out and like, there's that, like, that's their journey, right? I don't know if that's enough of a story for Samantha. I'm into that. Yeah. I have thoughts too. Like, I feel like Carrie is like, she's fallen on hard times. Like Mm -hmm. the recession hit her like a ton of bricks. She like lost all her money. We know everything was tenuous at best with her finances. And Samantha has gotten really like samantha's continued to be like very very wealthy and rich and so horrified they, yeah and so they like have been really butting heads and i think also we need carrie and big like i think maybe we either big is dead or they got divorced or something like that or he ended up in jail for like a birdie made off type of scheme oh my god i love a made off storyline because that will end with carrie <laughs> yeah i think maybe Killing big herself. has fully uh, He's yeah. been busted for being like the Bernie Madoff. So Carrie has been totally iced out. She's also lost all her money. She's the new Ruth Madoff. That's genius. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's actually, so we did it. Well, this is, you should be a major screenwriter. See, I am funny, but I'm not clever with fiction. That's not my strong suit. I live in a fantasy world. Well, I'm there you go. In my own head. So there you go. 
I like am bad with coming. Like I'm horrible at improv. I'm like, oh my god! And then uh, Charlotte's at the store. Like I don't know how to do. That. I'm really like, so Charlotte's there too, and she sees it all. Go. <laughs> okay, so I thought it'd be funny if Charlotte ran, um, and it could be Miranda too. So whoever you prefer runs like is like a slum lord to an Airbnb. <laughs> Like, it's just running, like, the shittiest Airbnb and is constantly getting in trouble for, like, broken stuff. You know, she's, like, on the news about it. She yeah. would be the master of the house character, if you will. Mm-hmm. And now, there's a few places Miranda can go. She could be our Marius. But Marius is, like, no laws detected. Like, Marius is such a serious character. You know, he's yeah. in, what is, he, what is he leading? She could lead the Women's March. That's so boring. I mean, I'm all for it. But it's just, like, so Miranda that it's yeah. no fun. Mm-hmm. So what's like a funny Lee Miz moment for her? She could um I think we set this around like the the fight of like socialist versus capitalist and like okay. it's all about like the one like turning on the one percent and like taking down like billionaires. And so like Carrie's now she's like poor but also radicalized because of like everything she went through with Big. So now yeah. she's like a socialist like woman of the people, but she still does love luxury. So she's like, well, the other idea was that she got locked in a Marshalls overnight. That was my other thing. I, it was the only thing I had. I was like, that like, Carrie gets locked in a Marshalls and doesn't know how to get out. And that the girls have to save her. That made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> we could do that, too. You know, the lamest thing is almost now I'm like, oh, God, the word socialism just came up. That's like no fun. I don't want to talk about that. You don't want to talk about socialism. Versus socialism. Laura, I'm in quarantine. <laughs> I want to like fantasize, you know? I was seeing like Charlotte and Harry as these like slumlords, master of the house. But then who is like, did Carrie have like a secret love child with Big? That's what I wanted. Miranda. What if Miranda did with Big? Like, what if that Steve's baby was actually Big's baby? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Too complicated. Too complicated. I like it. I have a better one for you. I know what it is. I have a great idea. Miranda can be our Fontaine who has to become a prostitute because she also loses her job. Yeah. This is it. Because Miranda's the only, well, I guess Charlotte's a mother too, but it's funnier with Miranda as Fontaine. Mm-hmm. That's funny. And then Carrie has to adopt Miranda, the little baby that Miranda had, that Archie, what's that kid's name? The big, the ginger. That um, Matt ginger. Brady. Brady. Whose name is Brady Brady? Oh. <laughs> Cute. Brady Hobbs Brady, I guess, is his name. DHB. I like yeah. it. That's fun. Um, Brady's a good name. So yeah, I think that that's, I like the idea of Miranda dying halfway through the film and winning okay. an Oscar for it. I weirdly, I see more of Miranda and Steve becoming the slumlords. Like, okay. I just think that they're a little bit more like if she Should lost be. her job and then have to, had to do that. She also like has a good, like she's been doing it in Brooklyn since she moved out there. You know what I mean? And they yeah. have like, a lot, they've been gentrifying and like buying up buildings and then just like kicking people out and displacing them. I feel like, that. that. Okay, let's do it. I like and that. then Charlotte as Fontaine because she <laughs> has that luxurious hair and so then oh. to see her, and I think Christian oh. Davis would really, this is a With meaty role oh. that she could bite into. Then she has two he kids. He is a senti, my dear. <laughs> Just like, and, and it's, uh, the nanny comes with the money for the hair. Mm-hmm. <gasps> oh. 
I'll take the lot. Oh my God. I'll sing the whole thing. Is that <laughs> yeah, please. Okay. This is perfect. Cause I am not like very good at singing it, but you are really, really? good at singing it. Oh yeah. God. I'll you want to know thing. what's really weird. And like, is that when I was at therapeutic boarding school, we had to do like these emotional growth workshops. And one of the mm-hmm. workshops was all centered around Les Mis. So like they would play wow. this whole like, workshop where you're like talking about your shame and like pounding pillows to like songs from Les Mis and then they'd have other students dress up as like characters from Les Mis it was really weird okay well uh, just to be very upfront with everyone I did not know that this musical carried so much trauma (laughs) so it's heavy we're already heavy (laughs) if I knew that you pounded a pillow to uh, a heart full of love. The I didn't know. Literally that. started with like, look down, look down. Oh, it's so good. It's you sing so good. good. Chills. I do. I do. I can sing a low baritone, like a low baritone. Should we see who can go lower? <laughs> I know I'll win. You will win. You have more vocal training with me than me. No, I have no vocal training. You don't. You think I have- yeah, is- I thought that you had vocal training. You sing all the time and you're good at can it. Can I say something? This has to be the nicest compliment anyone has ever, like, I can tell you're not being sarcastic right now. I'm and not. it really means the world to me. I have never gotten vocal. Tra- I'm fixing the light so I can sing. I have never <laughs> gotten vocal training in my life. Damn, you could have fooled me because I truly did. Just think- <laughs> <laughs> Don't show the video of this. I'm not. Good no luck. one. <laughs> down on sea that's me singing if you (laughs) i can sing literally if you close your eyes i was like i'm crying the most beautiful man wait i'm covering the camera because i have to i have to like quadruple chin to do it but i'm gonna cover the mic again what other song any requests to go deep okay let's like Oh, so- and river. <laughs> like really deep. <laughs> I wish that you listeners could see what Michelle does every time she goes into man sing. <laughs> she covers the full camera so I only see the palm of her hand and then a man voice comes in. So I'll never be able to actually tell you that I've seen her singing. What if you just like bragged about this, but you always had like a tape recorder on hand that you could yeah, just like push? That's what I would brag about. <laughs> Sounding like the fucking ghost of Paul Robeson is something I would bring up at parties on Skype. It's a good idea. Okay, oh okay, okay. Let's go to the beginning of the movie. I feel like this we set this movie post post COVID and New York is like and New York is kind of a dark place. Yeah, it's empty. The only people that have that have stuck around are like the incredibly wealthy and then like street urchins. And so like middle name. Yeah, we go. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Michelle street urchin at- Collins. Miss <laughs> street urchin call. Follow her on yeah. social media. Okay, so th- it starts with like. Do, 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 do. And the, like yeah. the whole like up overhead of New York, and then it kind of gets into like what is it? It's like I'm now trying. I can't even think of like the theme song. Do 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 do. do. No, I know. I'm doing a full scat. Okay, <laughs> scat. So okay, here's scat. my here's my assignment to you, scat. And then get into look down, like get. I make it. I need that transition. Are you trying 
to have me literally <laughs> break as a woman and then have to go to the Corona chock full of Corona hospital near me. Let me see if I could do it. I hate scatting. I just want everyone to know I am not pro scatting. <laughs> okay, here we go. I'm covering the mic. I'm covering the camera. Okay, yeah, it's better that way. <laughs> okay. It's really hard to do. That was good. That was really good. But then we you gotta go into the podcast. Can you not put that in the podcast? That is so embarrassing. Please don't make me scat on the podcast. I'm like actually begging you. I hate <laughs> no, that so was much. good. But you that needed to take it into so uncomfortable. I actually feel violated that you even asked me to do that. <laughs> and honestly, no, absolutely not. I, I honestly am not kidding you. Like you cannot release me scatting on this podcast. I you can't. Please don't Wait, do I it. I needed you to take it into look down. Like I don't want to like, do that. I don't want to uh, do that. I don't want to do that anymore. I'm not singing anymore. I'm not gonna do it. No more singing. No. Okay. Only like beautiful songs. Like only Leia Salonga songs. Well, I'm fine to scat. I'm fine okay. to go. I wish that I could remember how like the Fergie song went. Like Which remember one? the in there was like an intro to Sex in the City too, where it was like I did die. Like it was like really. Like, I feel like you're trying to trick me into scatting. You're like, <laughs> I'm do you not. remember the Fergie song? How did that song go? <laughs> Sing that in the thing. But anyways, so it starts out and it's like beautiful, like Sex and the City we all know, and then it transitions into like dark. It come comes down on the streets and we see that New York is like basically like Joker level, like trash in the oh, streets. It it's is like, that way. Yeah, it's really like filled with street urchins and like and just like trash heaps and like tents and stuff. And it's like dun 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 dun. You did it. Keep going. Look down. See now like the high notes. If we did that the whole podcast of me playing the do do do's, that I feel safe doing. And I have no, my neighbors, by the way, that they have not called the NYPD on me. I mean, I'm up at eight in the morning. I'm scatting lame is and sex in the city. Like there's no excuse for me as a human continue. I'm so sorry. So it kind of like goes down and then it's slowly like the camera pans down into like Carrie Bradshaw's street. And then mm-hmm. I think we just see that like, now even those apartments are like very like slum apartments. Slummy. Yeah. Slum. Very slummy. And like really the only place that like the only place that's like nice is like a downtown or like wherever or like the Upper East Side or something. But like all yeah. the kind of like West Village and stuff, everything's like fallen into ruins. And so you see Carrie, maybe like she kind of comes out of her apartment and she's her whole look in this movie is very like Mary Kate and Ashley circa NYU days. Yes. It like is like, it's like season one the row. I'm picturing yeah. like nubby long cardigans. Uh, hands always covered by sleeves. Mm-hmm. Like even, it can be in the middle of summer. She's like shivering. Um, you know, she's just, although that I'm going to be honest is more of a, um, uh, an Eponine look that is really Eponine's beat, True. but I will allow it because she's not going to leave her house in like a double breasted pea coat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is what, which um, is not Jean Valjean would wear. No, no, no. But okay, go on. Yeah. And so then I think like, well, it, how does it start? It starts with him in prison, right? 
I think it would start with her, honestly, um, in Rikers being Island. let out of jail. And they throw, I have the best idea. They let okay, her out okay. of jail and they throw a bag at her and they're like, hey, change. And even though it's in New York, they all speak like that. Yeah, they all cockney. <laughs> and she opens the bag and it's the outfit that she wears in the opening, the tutu and the tank, but it's like filthy dirty. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So we get like the over the aerial shot, but instead of even going to the West Village, it just pans over to Rikers Island where Carrie's being let out of jail after serving like, how long did she serve in jail? Six months. Six months. For stealing a pair of shoes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I like actually, wait. Stole a pair of shoes. You want to see what's embarrassing about me? And I'll find this. I have a book with every word of Les Mis here. I'm going to get it. Yes. Keep talking. (laughs) I have it. It's coming. So Carrie gets let out of Rikers. The the jail guy tosses a bag at her and he goes, Here's your here's your belongings. And then it's her tutu dress. And so she has to change into her tutu dress. Coming. I just ruined my whole bookshelf for this, but okay. Hi. Look. Oh my god. It's a beautiful this is a book. book. I bought this at Powell's in Portland, Oregon. And it's a book that is all about opening night of Lamez. I think it even has a book thing in it. Something in it said this is from like opening night, but it has all the lyrics to every Lamez song and full colored pictures, as you can see. Gorgeous, yes. Uh, it's a beautiful. No uh, book jacket, unfortunately, but I do have all the lyrics that we need here. So I'm ready when you are, babe. So yeah, okay. it starts with uh, um, you know that my my freshman year RA at Barnard was the original Cosette and Lamez on Broadway. Whoa, holy shit. Donna Vivino, the daughter of Jimmy Vivino from Conan. And she was my freshman year RA. Isn't that funny? That's amazing. I have a lot of connections to this musical. Okay. So let me find this. Hold, please. All right. So yeah, they let her out. They let her Um, out. They toss her belongings at her. And then it's really like, do you think, is Samantha there? Uh, Samantha is there because she bails her out, but she's like disgusted. But the truth is if Samantha's going to be Javert, that's the thing. Like she's not a cop. Maybe she's like an informant or something, but it has to really be that Samantha is the one that like is hunting Carrie. It's like has her eye on Carrie constantly. I mean, it's going to be hard to play the full plot out. Yeah. I mean, I think we just have to kind of like adapt it a little bit. So maybe Samantha, like, is she just trying to like cover her own ass in some way? So that's why she would like rat carry out or is she just like, oh. is she just doing like a full frenemy vibe where she just is it like possible is- she was born again and like is now super Christian and religious and like, yeah. cannot? that's a good twist. Yeah. That maybe Samantha she has even mm-hmm. and has her own, like she has her own even like Christian talk show or something like that. Wow. That is a really like on Joel Osteen's network. Yes. And so she's like fully turned. She's like saving. She's like a born again virgin even. Yes. A B A V. Mm-hmm. And she bails and Carrie she turned out. on Carrie because Carrie was like, so like the sex writer and she was just like projecting onto Carrie. So she ratted her out for like stealing a pair of shoes. Ratted her out. And I believe after Jean Valjean, I mean, Carrie gets out of jail. <laughs> Are people going to enjoy listening to this? I certainly hope yes, so. Yes. Um, after she gets out of jail, you know, what happens is she has no money. Like she lost her apartment. Big is dead. I mean, think about it. It's Ruth 
Enron. It's yeah, Ruth Madoff. Big is dead. He went to prison too and in prison because he was so humiliated. She's now yeah. like she'll Could never work again. From, yeah. She'll never Carrie's work again. Also living in she's living in just raw shame. Like no one has shown her any grace. And uh, now she's out of prison. And the only person that seemingly is there for her is Samantha, who really is, is not to just there take, for her, not there for her at all. So Samantha is actually looking like a limo. Yeah. Looking, looking to, to ruin her. Mm-hmm. And don't you think that tied into their public struggles, this would be the perfect plot line to get this yeah. movie back up? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. I'm into it. Uh, are you on a side in that feud? Um... I'm on the side that I wish everyone would just squash it and realize that like the fans need this. I mean, the more that it plays, the more that it's played out, the more I feel like maybe Kim Cattrall is like holding on a little too tightly to anger, but we don't know what happened. So I would just hope that for yeah. everyone's sake, I hope that COVID has given them a lot of time to think about what's most important and realize that the most important thing is actually to just do another Sex in the City movie. I agree with you. I think this is the podcast that's going to do it. I really mean it. I think so. But I believe in, in it. Yeah. I really do too. And who's more charming than you? I mean, really nobody. <laughs> um, see, I thought you had formal training in charm, Laura. <laughs> uh, I think that she should be taken into someone's home, a religious leader's home, uh, it can't be Samantha's though. Cause that's the whole thing is that, you know, she's like a bad person still. I feel yeah. um, she has to be taken in, but maybe it's not a religious person. Maybe it's like, who would give her something like an old Jewish grandmother or something? Yeah. Well, cause I think Samantha Matt, needs to, she needs to put her into someone's home that has like luxury, like a beautiful closet like, where they walk in on Carrie trying to like steal her clothes. And then they, no, remember, then, like, they don't they let out. her, yeah, don't they, they let, let, yeah, they let him, they let him take the silver. So he actually, he's so generous, this man, that not mm-hmm. only does this bishop, Jean Valjean stole the silver, say, my child, you also forgot these, gives him more, and then says to him, but promise me this, you turn your life around, you never do this again. To me, this is my Bible, by the way. I'm not religious, but I do feel like lame is. This is has I have chills. Yeah, it does it's have the most biblical. beautiful story. It's great. Yeah. So Samantha takes her and maybe like someone, it's someone from Carrie's like past that is like, or a fashion connection or someone that's agreed to let Carrie Bradshaw. Anna Winter. That's where I was thinking too. Anna needs funny. it a, a, after Andre Leon Talley's book is about to come out. Can you tell me what the, I saw that this morning that they're in a feud? What did he say? He said <gasps> that she has like she like can't macu- manufacture a shred of human kindness. Like they're not friends anymore. She just like cut him out like completely unexpected. Like fired wow. him from covering the Met Ball. Said he was like too <gasps> fat and old. Like he is really like not pulling any punches. He says that they've never spoken since. She like released him from Condé Nast, but he thinks about her every day and he's experienced so much trauma from the fallout of their friendship. <gasps> and he hopes that maybe one day she will show up at least at his deathbed to tell them that she loves him. It's like drama. I so was going to say like, maybe he needs to fan the kimono out for a few days and like get some fresh air because that's also <laughs> psycho. You know what I mean? It's like, it's if a she's lot. so evil, then why would you even want this person at your funeral? You know what I mean by that? Like, I, I know he's saying that to be dramatic, but it's just like a little too much for me. I feel 
I just like, I mean, the truth lies somewhere in the middle. You know what I mean? But I'm always yeah. here for someone to just like publicly air a, their grievances oh. in a feud. He says that oh my her only friends are Raf or uh, who's that tennis player? Rafael Nadal or the other Roger one? Federer. Roger Federer, I feel. It's, he's like her only friends are Roger Federer, Mrs. Mrs. George Clooney and like serena williams i was like <laughs> okay that's a wild mixture of people but i can see that let me say something about your talents killer andre leon talent impression i actually felt it like you really inhabited his, his spirit i'm not just saying that i love him so him much yeah i, I love him, him so actually. much i miss him too and i've been re-watching yeah. um america's didn't he did he go on America's Next Top Model? For sure. Yes. Yeah. The early ones. So with the early ones. Yeah. So I've been uh, watching, rewatching America's Next Top Model episodes in quarantine, which is, a, I cannot recommend enough. Oh, I, um, I have a few things to say. One is I met uh, ALT maybe four months ago um, and he didn't get up. He was seated and I was standing in front of him and I said something funny. Was that like some like movie screening mm-hmm. for, you know, it was for uh, Dolomite. And I said something kind of funny and he laughed. And I swear to God, if it felt like tiny angels blowing little trumpets right in my ears, I was like, that is the (laughs) best sound I've ever heard. Having him laugh at something I said, awashed me with a glitter and a spirit and it felt great. He's a lovely guy. Very, very nice guy. Yeah. So I was so excited because Daily Mail was publishing like all these like... (laughs) Oh my all God. the drama from the book. And then I looked into it and I was like, God, I can't wait to order this and read it. And then I realized yeah. it doesn't come out until September. No. So this was like, I think to drum up a lot of pre-orders, which I'm down to do. But then I just had put it out there on social media. I was like, come on, like someone in publishing has to have like a galley of this that I can read. You need the galley. That's all there I is mean, to I'm it. I mean, I'm a New York Times bestselling author. Give me a galley. I mean, if anyone deserves the galley... Galley Wentworth. I'm thinking of Galley Raisman. <laughs> Galley uh Galley Larder. <laughs> Galley Larder. Star of uh, Beverly Hills Housewives this week. I'm sure you saw. Um I feel like if we were to take this movie through That's the entire That's Galley Landry. Of- That's Galley Landry. Oh fuck, you are right. It's okay. It's okay. There's so many Galley. I, what I don't world. like to do. I don't like to be Lars Plained. <laughs> one of my least one of my least favorite things. But that's all right. Okay, so okay, I think we have to shorten it though because literally Andre movie- Leon oh, let's have Andre Leon tally he takes Carrie in and that's he right. says you're right yeah and yeah. he says you can stay with me like i identify with your struggle like with your struggle and stay yeah. with me so Samantha drops Carrie off at Andre's house and ALT. in the night Carrie is pilfering his closet and just like also- stealing putting them like in a Santa sack in one of his huge kimonos, like using yeah. that, like drag it out. Mm-hmm. Cause on. you know, he just has like archive, like collection, like any sort of fashion, anything. So she's just like stealing everything she can find. And he discovers her and he yes. says, just remember these. this, my sister seeing this, some higher plan. Ugh, I have full body. But chills. I, I'm ready. Oh my God. Lame is, by the way, I swear to God, after I'm done with this, I'm going to watch the 10th anniversary concert, which is the only one oh, I watch. I'm putting it on and blasting it. I can't by wait. By the way, I bought, because they don't sell it on DVD anymore, so I went on eBay, and they were $5. I was like, this is crazy. I bought five of them to give as gifts to people, like DVDs. <laughs> and then I never signature. Gave, Can I go grab them? I'm going to shoot <laughs> And then 
like real. I'm coming with them. <laughs> Where did you get them? Off the street? Did we do a giveaway? Look yes. how many of these I have. <laughs> oh my god. It's like I'll Andy Cohen gives away those like massive indoor outdoor diptyques as his like Christmas present to the housewives and you give away a boot. I'm like here it's <laughs> made in it's like the the um DVD cover is like photoshopped at a kinkos. It's so <laughs> shitty. <laughs> But I'm watching it. All right. So I have a lot okay, of we'll do a giveaway. Merch. We'll do a giveaway. Yeah. That's when fine. this is released and I'll I'll figure out the details okay. of it. Yeah. I'm I'll, okay. I'm not giving away all five just so people no, no, know. No. We'll give like, away great. like yeah, whatever you feel comfortable with. Okay. So thanks. you can uh, go to my Instagram to apply. No, yeah, you have to follow Michelle on Instagram <laughs> and leave a comment. They need tag to leave a comment. People. Tag three people and leave a comment that says mm-hmm. We'll figure out. You'll leave a comment that's like the title of the Sex in the City episode or something. Yeah, that's good. I like okay. that. So Andre gives Let's Carry Go, and she's able to restart her life by like mm-hmm. selling these fashion goods. That's exactly right. So I love. I actually think this plot is working really well. You're very good at this. Really, it's working really well. This is my gift. gift. This is my gift I to the that. world: is bringing Sex in the City three to life. So then. Okay, then remind me what happens next. Okay, so then he becomes like fast forward in time. Mm-hmm. He becomes a, a the runner of a big factory. So maybe she runs like the Manolo, but he also changes his identity. Okay, so yeah. maybe she reinvents herself because now she's been canceled. Mm-hmm. So what if she moves? See, this is the thing. It has to take place in New York, but maybe she moves to like Astoria. Like it's a different neighborhood. I'm trying to think of where's a new place where they wouldn't know her. Yeah, she moves yeah. to Astoria. She starts her own like clothing line, but maybe it it is for like we can work the Marshalls thing, and maybe it is like a like for the a Marshalls or something that's like it's, lower cost. It's not high luxury, high fashion, expensive. It's like fashion for the every woman. I want to say it's like a plus sized, all inclusive line mm-hmm. uh, inspired by Andre's robes. Yeah. She's like, you know what? I'm gonna make clothing for everyone, including the man who saved me. Yeah, and she renounces she renounces luxury essentially and decides yep. to be like more accessible and inclusive. So she starts this that. clothing line and it's like from the ground up. So she owns the factory and it's a very big success. What's Huge her new success. identity? What's her new identity? You gotta think <sighs> of a name for her. Well, because oh my gosh, that's so hard. It's Carrie Bradshaw. Mary, it's Mary. Mary Mary Gladshaw. <laughs> Mary Gladshaw. <laughs> you know, Mary Gladshaw, the famed, and what if she got really heavy? Wait a minute. What if the twist is she just gains a lot of weight? That's yeah, good. Because yes. they really wouldn't recognize her. They don't recognize her. She herself becomes plus size her, and yes. reinvents herself as Mary Gladshaw. And as she right, has. She's an influencer. People mm-hmm. really turn to her. This is like now a year later. She put on like 120 pounds. Yeah. She's reverse Adele. That's what we're calling it now. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she's a massive success. People love her. Mary Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> and she models all the clothes herself. So <laughs> she's all stupid. over the website with yeah. wearing Mary Gladshaw's line. Okay, yeah. So Mary Gladshaw has like really taken off. Yes. And then I mean, Samantha is still like a famed like she's still the preacher like very mm-hmm. right-wing religious. Totally changed. In the meantime, Miranda and Steve are in Brooklyn. They've also lost it all. 
and yeah. they have their their brown they've turned their brownstone into like the most ramshackle Airbnb shithole mm-hmm. where they're stealing now from all like they're just so horribly shitty. Yeah. You know. And they have they like hire child laborers to clean because they don't want to like pay they don't want to pay a cleaning crew. Yes. Yeah. So it's like yeah, I almost did a kid's voice. <laughs> but I <laughs> Like Charlotte has sent Charlotte and Harry have also lost, like they've lost it all. And so Charlotte has sent Harry's dead. Harry died from coronavirus. So Charlotte sent her children, Lily and Rose to go work for Miranda and Steve. So I think we just have two cassettes in this sex in the city instead of one. I like what you're saying. And Charlotte gets a job from Mary Gladshaw working in the factory, stitching. We're tying it. This is working. This is working. Okay, we did it. We really did it. <laughs> Tying it. Well, we really did the first half of the movie. The second half we'll have to figure out, but whatever. Oh, yeah. no, because the kids. No, I'm right. Yeah. We're so good. No, we're good. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. It actually works perfectly because works we have a little perfectly. boy and a little girl. Yeah. I'm screaming. A boy and a girl. Lily and Rose are two girls. <laughs> <laughs> it's modern. It's modern. It's modern. What about Brady? Well, Brady, yeah. That's so we have Brady okay. and then the two girls. So we'll just have an extra girl in the mix. Well, no, one of them can play Cosette and one of them can play Eponine. Oh, we just perfect. have to figure out how they get split up somehow. Okay. It actually works better is what I'm trying to say. So, yeah. okay. okay, so Charlotte gets a job working at this plus size company. Mm-hmm. And go on. And then it's how does she get fired from the company? Because, uh, oh, because they find out that she sent her kids to stay with these other people and she's judged for it. That's what it is. Yeah, at Mary Gladshaw's company is all about like family and yeah, inclusivity. Inclusivity. And then Charlotte, it's found out it has been well, Carrie, I think doesn't she just like does she just cut ties with everyone in her life? Like No, everyone. Like they don't so, know where she is. And Charlotte even like interact has interacted one on one with Mary Gladshaw and still oh. can't clock that it's Carrie Bradshaw. Well, you would never the last person you'd ever expect to gain a pound is Carrie. Come on. Yeah. So I <laughs> love seeing the two of them interact and her <laughs> and I'm picturing basically no Jiminy Glick in a wig. <laughs> and then that's who I'm picturing, like, oh, you made another kimono. It's fabulous. Thank you. You know, that voice, which, by the way, I do a killer Jiminy Glick. And then um, Charlotte is just like, oh, and she's so beautiful, and they all hate her. And it can mm-hmm. be all the extras from Sex and the City, like all, like, Kristen Johnston can be in it as the other yeah. factory workers. Mm-hmm. We can fold them in, or we can save them for the prostitute roles as well. Because yeah. they're really so, an ensemble cast, you know? Yeah. Everyone else at M- Mary Gladshaw looks kind of like normal, but Charlotte really stands out as like shockingly beautiful against oh, she's like... stunning. Yeah. Um, she's just stunning. So she gets fired from Mary Gladshaw's factory. Yes. And then falls For being into, a bad mother. For being a bad mother. Because I think maybe also Charlotte's running like a mommy blog or some sort of mommy Instagram. So then she gets outed as having like sent her children off to like work for a friend. And then she gets outed on Instagram, shamed and canceled and fired from her job at Mary Gladshaw's factory and then ends up just on the streets. She's broke. She totally somehow doesn't broke. have a home anymore. Maybe she's even um, like sleeping in the factory, like in unorthodox. If you watched it, like she's like <laughs> sleeping. <laughs> did you watch it? I didn't watch it. 
<laughs> you didn't? There's a it's factory great. sleep. Okay, cool. No, she sleeps in like a university, but it's very much, she's the size of a mosquito and she Mm -hmm. like sneaks in and is sleeping basically in like holes in the wall. But Charlotte basically has to turn to being a hooker Mm -hmm. now. And oh my God, lovely ladies. What a song, you know? Yeah. Lovely ladies. And then, yeah, yeah, I love uh, like a brothel. Rich men, poor men. Oh, it's so good. (laughs) By the way, can I tell you that I... This is really just a way for me to sing Les Mis in quarantine. I'm like, hey, I need I'm a reason. Yeah. I love it. I saw Les Mis. I was in London over Christmas and I went by myself because like literally nobody would go with me. I was like, well, I'm getting <laughs> one ticket. And it was probably the best live production I've ever seen this past uh, January. Wow. It was, it just doesn't ever get bad. I've seen bad productions, which can suck because mm-hmm. if you have like a bad Jean Valjean, I mean, what am I watching? You know? Yeah. This was above and beyond the best Les Mis. Everybody was like hot as shit. The Javert was, I'm going to send you his name. You'll be like, this man doesn't exist. I'll be like, no, he does. And it's not a good story. Okay, let's move on. So, um, yeah. So she's in a brothel now and like she's having sex. She ends up having to, she has to cut all her hair off, right? Uh, Bald. Yeah, that's the song. That's the name of yeah. And the tigers come at night oh. <laughs> with their voices. <laughs> I love Lame is. Go on. Yeah. Um, and then it's extra horrible for Charlotte because we all know that she was never like she was truly like the most pure of all the ladies and like By was far. never one to sell her body, but like she's doing what she has to do to survive and like pay for that upper east side apartment like even just like the broker fee or whatever the fees are yeah um and then she has to like rip a tooth out and (laughs) (laughs) well she sells her hair for a centime my dear um and then she just sells everything uh oh god that song that's lovely ladies when that happens and so she's like bald and toothless Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the scene that that the reason why um, Mary Gladshaw comes into the picture. Mm-hmm. See, the difference here is that Jean Valjean. Well, no, it works. Is that. Um, oh, I know what it is. So let's say who's the friend of Carrie's, the guy friend, little Stanford? bald guy. Stanford. Yeah. Stanford. Because I always felt like in Lima is the guy who tries to pick up Fontaine is very Stanfordy. So mm-hmm. it would work with him in this part. Take it away. Wait, the guy who tries to pick up what is he you need to so basically me, the, re- the not... thing that gets charlotte here in trouble stanford walks by and is like well look at you like i like to see what i buy like he's like interested and she's like no no not you you know and he's, he says no and then she slaps him and scratches his face this can be around central park okay and so it could be that samantha sees this hooker comes over and is like you know what you're a hooker i'm gonna take you away i'm sending you right to jail that's disgusting how dare you yeah and mary gladshaw who's the lover of all women now all inclusive says no no please this because this is what happens yeah like, please allow me let me help her and charlotte sees mary gladshaw and she goes you fired me it's because of you that i'm in this position yes okay so samantha's now taken to just like trolling central park and like outing gays yeah. yeah, constantly outing gays, outing, outing hookers. Gays, yeah, yep. and do, performing citizens' arrests on anyone engaging in unlawful sexual activity. Right. So she sees Charlotte kind of like cruising 
for Dick in Central Park and then okay. outs her. And then Mary Gladshaw just happens to be going for like her nightly walk in the park. That's correct. And that's yeah. when she sees all of this happen. And then Charlotte says, it's because of you that I was fired. And so Mary Gladshaw says, like, I will care for you. Mm-hmm. She feels so guilty about it that mm-hmm. she says, please and come home friend. with me. Yeah. She goes, come home with me. Mm-hmm. And they go back to Mary Gladshaw's Astoria Palace. <laughs> and uh, as Charlotte is dying, she <laughs> says, I have two daughters that are with Miranda and I don't <laughs> trust them there. Yeah. <laughs> and you need. <laughs> I love that this friend group has become completely fractured. Like, none of them have talked to each other. None of them trust each other. Like, everything has been ripped apart. I can't listen. I can't decide if this is going to be the worst episode of this podcast or by the end, people are going to be like sobbing in tears like it's so no, moving. I'm into it. But I just I really love like it. it's like truly no one trusts anyone. Like years long <laughs> friendships have been like just shredded. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Listen, uh, uh, no lie, though. Have you not lost friends during Corona? Oh, yeah. I mean, we're in unprecedented times right now. These uncertain uh, times. Yeah. Forget it. So she's like, I have two daughters that are literally being like worked to death at Miranda yeah. Hobbs house. This woman yes. who used to be a lawyer, Mary Gladshaw, in her mind is like, <laughs> oh, my God. Miranda. <laughs> because they don't know it's her they like, don't know it's her so big they literally and she dresses now like <laughs> you know macy's seventh floor for those mm-hmm. new yorkers out there you know what i'm talking about the plus size department it ain't and, fun and I'll she does not much. look she's in the, like they have no idea but she then knows everything and so she feels like a sense of like deep guilt and horror to know yes. how far it's she's- really gone so she has to now go all the way to Brooklyn mm-hmm. to Miranda and Steve's townhouse where they're like, oh, this, this, she'll have a meal. You know, like mm-hmm. she comes in, they're like, cook something, you know, and it's her <laughs> and Steve. And <laughs> oh, master, master of the house. Of the house. I love yeah. it. Well, Cohen was really, really good. You that movie like is it? really troubling for me. That There's really... The only one who I really thought was good was Samantha Barks because she's like an actual stage performer. He, I love Sasha Baron Cohen. He was okay. I don't know. I just didn't like the movie, so it's hard for me. Yeah, I liked him in that role. Like, I mean, my expectations were really high, and then truly, once Russell Crowe opened his mouth, I was like, I can't do this. Like, I it, just like can't do it anymore. It genuinely uh, killed me from the inside out. Like my favorite yeah. thing in the world. Um, it's like if they made Seinfeld again, but recast it. That's how it felt to me. Like, yeah, okay, and when I you shit like, all over my favorite thing, you know, and Hathaway was also good, but like the whole, all the shit around that was just like, so it was too much. And so it no, really no, no. like shot itself in the foot as a cancer with a Libra moon. I have a major bullshit detector. Like if I see things like that, I'm not like one like that. Do you know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. very like, 
sniff out the bullshit. At least I think I am. Maybe not. Maybe yeah. I'm bad at it. Okay, so Carrie, uh, Mary goes Mary to Br- Brooklyn. <laughs> she walks in. They give her like a big old, it's like a lean cuisine, but they're like, mm-hmm. she's five-star chef, like Bethany, uh, Scary Island, you know? Yeah. So she's like eating as she comes with money. She sees Miranda's girls and they're she's like. Lily and Rose. Yeah. Swiffering. They're like bringing her like burnt toast. They don't know what to do. Yeah. They're, and their eyes are pleading with her to help, but they can't vocalize anything lest they be, like, beaten by Miranda. And sunken Steve. eyes. Sunken sockets. Yeah. Uh, where would they sing Castle in a Cloud? It would be a duet. Um, this is the most beautiful duet. They would sing it, I think, like, in Miranda and Steve's, like, in, like, the basement. living room or, like, yeah. the or like the backyard or something like that. Maybe the Roomba breaks and yeah. then they get blamed for it. <laughs> And they have to like take it to the repair shop. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, but they're just no, like, tortured. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, there is they a castle on a cloud. I like to go there in my sleep on tiny boys for me to sleep. I said boys and it's boys. <laughs> Not in my castle on a cloud. Oh, I love it. I have so- I have chills again. I'll sing the whole thing. Yeah. There is a lady all in white, holds me and sings a lullaby. She's nice to see and she's soft to touch. She says, Lily, I love you very much. (laughs) She says, Lily and Rose, I love you very much. By the way, just picking it on my neighbors, guns against all of their temples. They want, they're begging for death. Every time I start to sing, they're like, please don't. Um, ugh, I love that song. And by the way, in this DVD that you could win, I feel like I'm on PBS right now. <laughs> you could win this DVD. Um, the, there's something falls during the performance. Are people going to see this video or no? No. Oh, God. Well, anyways. It's just a podcast. <laughs> uh, uh, let me remind you, a podcast is just audio. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're yelling at me on your podcast. I'm your guest. So that's rude. Um, anyway, uh, I think like a, a sandbag drops and goes bang, and she doesn't flinch. The girl who plays Cosette on the DVD, you could possibly win. All right, moving along. Anyway, I love so, that. Uh, a true professional. Okay, true professional. So she gives Miranda a lot of money, mm-hmm. her plus size earnings. Yeah. Takes the girls back to Astoria. Yeah. And they, she basically adopts them and they become, Lily and Rose now are Carrie Bradshaw's daughters. But they, exactly. But they don't know that she's not their mother. Yeah. Whoa. I love that. They're so traumatized. In the musical, I don't believe that little Cosette realizes that that's not her dad. Like, I feel like it's very confusing towards the end. Cause when he reveals the true story of like how he came to have her, mm-hmm. the end of that musical, let's not go to the end. Cause I actually will start to cry. Like I am an emotional wreck already. So, um, I love they okay, so They've just been through too much trauma. I mean, like Lily at this point is like 15 years old or maybe like she's might be even older. So can't but we do like Simpsons rules where they're still like four for the record. Like we have to sure. make it. They're inexplicably young. They're like younger <laughs> than they even were in the second movie. And we just don't address it. It's just not ever addressed. <laughs> <laughs> they're literally toddlers. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> so they're really traumatized. They don't even remember like who their parents are, even though they've like yeah. grew up and with them. But that's neither. Like they're here like nor half there. Asian, aren't they? Half Asian? Are they Asian? Well, because they're adopted. Lily right? is Asian. She's adopted. She's Chinese. Oh, right. And then, um, and then Rose is biolog is Harry and Charlotte's biological. But daughter. they never bring it up. It's never addressed. It's never as addressed. To why one never yeah. addressed? Okay. Yeah. So now. Um, so now Carrie is raising these girls and doesn't, do we just fast forward again and sh- they're teenagers? Now they're adults, but here's where we have to figure the twist out for us. Mm-hmm. One of them has to be a street urchin, which I'm going to say is who's the biological daughter? Rose. Rose, I believe needs to be made the street urchin. Mm-hmm. And I think that the adopted daughter should be the one who's like wealthy and posh. Okay. It's the yeah. only way that we'll get away with this plot line, I feel. So somehow maybe maybe they went to private school and one had an addiction issue and ends up and Mary Gladstein, what's her name? Gladstein. Now she's my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Mary Gladstein. Uh throws her out of the house and is like, get your act together. Somehow they split up. I think she just runs away. I think Rose just develops like addiction issues and she just runs away at like 11 years old. She's like already like she takes to the streets. Yes. Yeah. I like it. I'm in. Lily grows up and becomes like posh. So Rose is on the the street towel that you're using (laughs) just so people listening because I'm watching Laura. She has a ready nose. We all do. She has like the most beautiful Turkish tea towel. And every five or 10 minutes, it's like, it's like a $10 for 20 Amazon buy. I'll link you. Link me. I'll send you my affiliate link. I hate you for that. So now you actually have to refresh my memory because I'm not exactly sure what happens next. I'm going to be honest with you. The idea of there being a revolution in this movie is too much pressure for me, but maybe it is like an occupy. Maybe it is like an overthrow Donald Trump kind of thing where I think it's just an occupy where the younger generation now is like they taking over. Yeah. The younger generation is really like raging against the machine of like late stage capitalism. And it's like, okay. And so it's like all Lily and Rose's generation that are like getting into like this like heavy duty Occupy energy. I'm very into that. And I like that. So we basically what happens from here on out is that um, Marius is just a guy who would play Marius has to be a Marius cute guy. Is just like a He's, cute guy that falls in love with cassette. It's right? like Joe Alwyn. Like, we just cast a new guy. Yes. Okay, I think we should actually uh, just have Marius be... I think we should have Marius be Brady. Oh, Brady. That's what it was. And Brady's run away. He's run away from Miranda and Steve's House of Horrors because they're obviously, like, evil slumlords at this point. And so he's run away. He's created his own life. And he's, like, very hot. He's grown out. He's grown into Joe Alwyn. No, no, no. That is what I remember before when I was like, it works perfectly. I like yeah. forgot my own excitement about that. Okay. So yeah. Brady played by Joe Alwyn or whoever. Some young hot actor is playing. I think I like a Joe Alwyn. We need yeah, to see more he's like, of him. He's like, he yeah. Do, yeah. Good actor. Good, Good actor. actor. Um, this movie, by the way, cinematography, the guy who did Dunkirk for me. Not 1917. I want the Dunkirk guy to do it. I, I want, want sweeping views. I want okay, yeah. I want, to, I feel want it swept. to feel epic. Yeah. I want to feel swept yes. up into this epic world with like, there's so much good like set design and like the factory oh looks really good and really capture the difference between like New York, like 
slummy shitty disgusting new york and then just like posh upscale like billionaire new york yeah 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 i love that so now he's fighting because he grew up in like a broken home he's fighting to overthrow what did we say we're doing the old people the rich the rich yeah there it's like a real eat the rich kind of vibe like occupy ws okay yeah and so uh he's there and he's friends with rose the one on the streets. Yes. They're both working together. And like Rose has kicked her. I think Rose has like kicked her addiction, but she's very she's sober. Like, she's sober. She's gritty, but she's been like, she's now been radicalized and is in this like Occupy Wall Street kind of like um, grassroots or like yes. movement organization. She's like a Bernie bro. Bernie yeah. bro. Bernie like, bro and they're also they've taken to like doing like Molotov cocktails of like city national bank like they're fully like they're kind of violent I like that we, need, we have like, to make we need violent. some violent yeah we need some like explosions and really like they're just coming off the heels of like a demonstration where they like bombed yes. out like a bank so they're friends and one day <laughs> Mary Gladshaw and Who's the I I don't know the names. I refuse. Lily Rose? No, what's Lily. the other one's name? Lily, Lily and Rose. Got it, Rose got it, got is it. The younger one. Lily got is the it. older adopted one. Yeah. Mary so Gladshaw. Lily, Lily, Lily and Mary and are like walking out of maybe the last day of Bergdorf's because they're gonna close soon. Mm-hmm. So it's like the Bergdorf's like last day sale. Do you remember when we went to Barney's together? Yeah. Wasn't that with you? And now yeah. that's where you bought that your beautiful so... jacket. Mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. It was I know. such a fun day and I got the best jacket and you were with me to tell me that it should be done and it really worked out. I I encourage you to buy it. Yeah, and I'm glad I did. I still have it. I that I I see other women in it and I always think of you because I feel like it's like very chic and it's timeless, my opinion. I miss I really miss Barney's. I miss stores. I just I miss sales. Remember the sale? Yeah. All right, so going back to Bergdorf's. So they're walking out and Marius Joe Alwyn catches glimpse. What's his name? Brady catches glimpse of Lily mm-hmm. and is like, "Who is that? The most woman? beautiful woman like, I've ever seen in my life." I think, that and Mary and Lily are being hustled out of Bergdorf's because the the demonstration from the occupiers yes. has just happened like blocks away. So there's like now just like terror, like totally mayhem. like terrorist kind of mayhem in the streets and so they're yeah, like, yeah. being shuffled out of Bergdorf's like emergency evacuation and in that moment when Ma- Joe Alwyn slash Brady's like running down the street with a Molotov cocktail like with a lighter he looks and it's slow motion as he sees like a terrified Lily with shopping bags being like hustled out of the store and then he and like, Rose, that's- also, Rose also sees her sees her and, and like, Mary and, and Marion is just trying not to be noticed. Is like, I just can't get over this. Like, yeah. I can't believe this. Mm-hmm. Um, and let me add that when you were just describing that scene, I'm not joking. I feel like we're making a real movie. I actually yeah, just no. had a moment. I'm like, this is actually a great movie. It's an amazing movie. It actually just finally clicked for me that this is genius. Like, it's incredible. It's fully genius. I have, I've been getting like psychic chills multiple times like my whole being is like radiating right now because i'm so excited about lay sex in the city yeah uh you really can i just pay you a compliment you really have a gift for doing this like you're so good at it 
You really have a visual gift. I genuinely mean it. Well, you gave me, you planted the seed. So I tip my hat to you. Oh my God. Look at you. (laughs) We both break down in tears. Okay. So he says to uh, Rose, cracked out Rose, who's now sober, (laughs) like, who was that? Who was that girl? Like I, and that's when I think you have a heart full of love, which is that, um, li- like basically she knows where they live because she used to fucking live there. So she's like, yeah. I will show you where they live. Cause he loves, she loves him obviously. And yeah. he loves her sister. Mm-hmm. And so she, t- I mean now, well, no, Carrie's coming back. Into- that's devastating for Rose, but that's just how it goes. Yeah. That's how it goes sometimes. And she's like coughing. She has like, you know, she's like sickly and she goes, I'll show you in Astoria where they live. So they get on the R train mm-hmm. and they go there and that's when they sing A Heart Full of Love, which is only, in my opinion, one of the absolute most beautiful songs ever written. Can oh, my God. a little bit of it? Remind me, because I can't remember that song off the top of my head. <sighs> What's the matter with you, Cosette? Have you been too much on your own? This is the lead up. Okay, so many yeah. things unseen. I mean, I'm fucking the words up. So many things unknown. Well, that's in my life. A Heart Full of Love comes afterwards. Um a heart full of love. Oh my God. A yes. heart full of song. I'm doing everything all wrong. Oh God, for shame. I do not even know your name. <gasps> Dear Mademoiselle, won't you say, will you tell a heart full of love? I mean, Laura. Wow. I wish you could see it. Like, oh I fully am. <laughs> Oh, so and that Brady song, sings that to Lily, right? No, or does he sing it to Rose? Rich one he sings it to Lily. Sings Sorry, to I Lily. fuck your okay. names up. I don't know from the kids. It's he okay. sings it to Lily, and Rose, who is watching, comes in. That's and I only know the tenth anniversary with Lay Salonga, and then um, he was never mine to keep. I was lost, but now it's like they're doing this try singing. So she's singing from like the corner, kind of watching him sing to. I have to. Get, I'm Lily. getting the words out. Okay, get the words. Oh my get god! The words. It's and by the way, that I'm not getting them right off the top of my head is embarrassing because I literally could do a TikTok lip dub for three and a half hours to the whole fucking thing, <laughs> but it's hard. <laughs> it's a three and a half hour TikTok. Singing layman. <laughs> oh, here it is. Wow, this is a great book. I should really get this out more often. Um. The Rue Plumet. Oh, here it is. Oh, my God. <gasps> I found it. Sing oh, it. My God. And my life is such a great song. Uh, my name is Marius Ponrissi. Wait, don't hang up. Don't leave my me. My name is Brady. Oh. You have to. My name is Brady. Hobbs Brady. Yeah. And she's like, and <laughs> mine's Lily. Mine's Lily Gladshaw. Then- yeah. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> don't- <laughs> Wait, don't make me laugh. Oh. When he's like a heart full, these are, I'm getting the melody fucked up because I'm too overwhelmed with feeling, but, um, I have to wait, please edit this down because I realize I'm taking too long. It's, um, and you must never go away. Cosette, Cosette, this is a chain will never break. Oh, no, no, do I dream I'm awake, a heart full of love. He was never mine to lose. Why regret what could not be? This is Rose. Yes. These are words he'll never say. I'm out of tune. Da na na na. Not to me from today. Not to me from today. (gasps) 
I have chills now. Is Queens near the water at all? Is it near any sort of water? You have to edit this down because I'm literally babbling. I'm actually (laughs) not making any sense. (laughs) I'm listening to what I'm singing. I'm like, this is not right. Please take this part out as a favor to me. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm into it. It's really good. It'll be edited down. Don't worry. Edit this part down because I actually fucked that up. What are you asking if they're near water? Yes. It's Queens. Okay. So. Okay, so I see like Rose is like kind of walking along like the waterfront and wow. we get like That's this beautiful water. Okay. That's after one day more. So one day more comes where all the characters involved. So Mary Gladshaw, Samantha, who's like super Christian now, mm-hmm. innkeepers, uh, Cosette, Eponine, Marius, all the guys, they all, and they're like one day more because that's going to be the big overthrow of the rich. Okay. Like the next day is going to be the big overthrowing. Okay. So everyone is very confused, especially uh, Brady, because he's on this other side. It's very Romeo and Juliet. And uh, who's the rich one? Lily. Lily. And Lily, is, uh, you know, she's like the elite. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So he's like, what do I do? Do I go to Astoria or do I go? Just do let I me say it. Occupy. Who do I, where do I go occupy? Yeah. Okay. Wait. So then when does. When does Carrie then realize, when does she sing her, when does Mary sing, who am I? That happened much earlier, right as she was starting to gain the weight. (laughs) And I I sing that, I have sung that in quarantine many a time naked in front of the mirror. (laughs) (laughs) Who am I? Two, four, six, oh, one. And that's what the scale screams at me. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> that is what her eight. scale screams Two, at four, her. Six point oh one, girl. Yeah, it's okay. Not so far off. This is when we just need to like do a little bit of revision going back when, when Carrie yeah. turns into Mary and there's a whole montage of her eating all this like yummy food and stuff and like really oh. reinventing herself as Mary Gladshaw. That's when she steps on the scale. Who we am see her beautiful I? Life. Who am I? Slave again. Pretend I. I see. It's, I'm not one of my favorite songs. Funny enough, I gotta get the word. But it ends. <laughs> it ends on such a powerful, beautiful said, note. You seem to know my crime will surely come a second time. That's one day more. Well, that one day more and Who Am I are the same melody. Yeah. But I know what you're saying. Um, and so then, but then we get the scale two, four, six, oh, one, and it, she is two hundred forty-six point one pounds. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I'm telling you, this is writing itself. This is the the easiest episode I've ever had to do. It takes really, it's not that, it's not that hard. (laughs) She has a singing scale and it sings Mm. two, four, six, Six, so so one. one. My eyes are going to be all bloodshot. Like by the (laughs) eye, I'm singing so much. Like all my blood vessels are bursting. Okay, wait. Oh, you know what song is coming up? Because you know everyone eventually dies in this, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so from there, um, oh, there's a robbery. We don't have to get into the robbery. Act one finale. Oh, well, now you know what's coming. And now I'm all alone again. Nowhere to go. No one to turn to. Don't, I mean, on my Who own. Who sings that? Oh, does Rose sing that? Oh, yes. okay. that's her final, that's her final thing. What a tragic hope character. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Who plays Rose? Who plays Rose? Let's think on that. I'm thinking Cara Delevingne. I don't know why. I'm thinking someone. Oh, I love but like, that. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm into Cara. Yeah. I think she could really bring. 
it's good for her. Cause she's like sort of like street urchiny to me. You know what I mean? She's like pained, you know, I feel like she'd Mm -hmm. be good at this. But that hope that friend, you know, I love singing it like Barbara. (laughs) Who sings, who, who sings, who plays Lily? You know who I'm thinking? Who's the girl? I mean, she actually came on my show and I'm, you know, my, I honestly think I'm getting dumber in quarantine. That's not a joke. The girl from to all the boys I've loved before. Who's the star (gasps) of that? She's oh so God. good. Yeah, she does. Um, and I really like her. She's really funny and cool. Wait, uh, what's her fucking name? Hold on. Lana Condor. Lana I think Condor. Be- she's amazing. Yeah. And she would help and get this movie do- greenlit. Yeah. Oh, if I People say Lana her. Condor. Oh, forget People it. It's fucking in. flip out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I bet she sings well. I don't know why. I just get a vibe. I feel it. Yeah. Okay. I'm uh, loving this casting. Oh, my God. On my own, Kara on the Hudson, walking past guys like jerking off and like shooting heroin into their mm-hmm. toes, pretending he's beside me. Mm-hmm. I love to sing. All alone, mm-hmm. I walk in the morning. How do we change it to sex in the city words? Uh, yeah, it's like we're writing a parody musical. You realize that of this? That's what yeah. this is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's like. Where's my phone? Like she can't find her phone. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I swear I had it on me. It's like beautifully sung. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All alone with nothing else to soothe me. That's nice. Without it. I cannot scroll any longer. Or upload a selfie. And when I'm in my way, I don't have ways to help me find it. I mean, it doesn't rhyme. Yeah. We have to work no, on it. No, no, it's for, yeah, I'm into it. Oh, I, I could do a whole, I could write that right now. Like, I could literally write that song with you right now. You could. Okay, so she sings her song. Then there's the revolution, which, let's be honest, low point for me and Lame is don't love all the revolution moments. Hate when the little boy dies. Yeah, I Let never really understood like the now. revolution. I was like, things really escalated. Like uh, this feels like it came out of nowhere. But I'm excited to see it. Like, because I do love. Do you hear the people sing, oh. singing the song? That that is a really powerful song for me. I just did a full key change of it. <laughs> you love on topped it, and that's why it was good. Um, <laughs> you're like, do you hear the people sing? You go higher. <laughs> Um, do you hear the people sing is one of the best songs Uh, talk about let me say the truth is there's only maybe in my opinion like two bad songs in lame is and actually i've grown to love them dog eat the dog is bad it's a wild when the dog ate the dog that's miranda's song to sing later oh yeah okay yeah i don't even really register that one because lame is is really long and i do love the music in it but sometimes i've seen it and i've been so bored like it has low points where i'm just like let's keep the ball rolling that, in I'm, my opinion, that means you have not seen the right production, which is me in every role. And we're going to make that happen on <laughs> Skype at some point. <laughs> at some point, we're going to do that. We get off of this podcast and then we just both count down and press play at the same time. <laughs> and then we Netflix just like party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, OK, I'll be by the way, I actually the truth is, Laura, is that I, my vocal range, people are genuinely slitting their wrists listening to this. They're so <laughs> bored. They're like, who cares? But my vocal range is perfectly in sync with Javert. Like I, I think that I would make the, and first of all, I literally love the outfit so much. I would look stunning in like a 
big Captain Crunch hat and like a double breasted coat, mm-hmm. I would be to die for drop dead gorgeous. But also every song stars uh, there out in the darkness. You know that song? How'd a fugitive running, falling from God. <laughs> Natural. <laughs> falling from grace. I could do it. God, okay, yeah. My witness. Oh my God, I want to sing the whole thing. I'm such a fucking dork. Okay, let's move on. So we're what's the resolution? Doesn't don't we have to get to like a isn't there a face off between Samantha yes. and Mary Gladshaw? So basically, um, what's her name dies, Rose dies. That's a little follow up revolution. Just so you know. Yes. So the revolution starts and they're occupying, which just means they're it's like New York has been basically cut into it's the Upper East Side and then below Central Park, everything else is just like the slums. So everyone in the, the slums, slums has like uh, there's an uprising and then they're going to storm through the park into the Upper East Side and do like a hostile yes. takeover. And that's why I think the circular stage should be placed outside of Bergdorf's <laughs> because it's right in that middle part. That's why it was scary for care for Mary and uh, mm-hmm. Lily to go there because it's like right on the cusp. It's like 58th street. You know what I mean? Right on that North South cusp. Yeah. And I think also just to broaden this movie and just make it like an even larger scale production, yeah. we need to see that Brady AKA Joe Alwyn has, he's like leading the entire revolution. Like he is on like the dark web and like, he's basically coordinated. Everyone in every city is now the Occupy movement is going into the wealthy neighborhood. So we then see people occupying like Bel Air and Beverly Hills. We see like them occupying Chicago. Like it's worldwide. Just to give it a bigger, you're giving scale. this what I like to call you're giving this the Independence Day treatment, mm-hmm. where the first spaceship showed up in L.A. and then it was like Moscow, Helsinki, <laughs> you know, like they they just went to all the capitals is what you're yeah. doing. So yeah. there are now uprisings in all the Independence Day spaceship cities. I like and to I call it during. Capitals. Do you hear the people yeah. sing? It's like starts with him online and like his chat room click clacking away and he's singing and then when you get to like the big chorus you see everyone all over the world is singing do you hear that oh my god and it's just like and one day more with all the cities i mean this is now turning into a multi-billion dollar production but i like it yeah i'm having the best time of my life um (laughs) so okay so they the day of the revolution that day comes to a close and they actually did great other than losing Rose, mm-hmm. they did great. But then I think there's another day How where does then Rose everyone die. Dies. She just gets stabbed by shot. someone. She got, she shot. gets, okay. um, she gets shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and she dies in, um, Brady's arms. Yeah. And you will keep me safe. I'll keep you warm when you are sleeping. And rain and rain will make the flowers. And she dies and he goes, bro. Because he's sad. Yeah, yeah, so sad. He goes, goes, bro. (laughs) 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 By the way, now I have from seeing your chills i'm not even kidding you that's hysterical. <laughs> everyone's in the audience at this point is weeping crying 
Oh, my God. By the way, this is the movie that should have been made, not the shit that we got from that idiot Tom Hooper. Go on. Yeah. So now Lily, Charlotte's biological child, has died. So now the death count includes Charlotte, Lily. And that's it right um, now. That's, well, I think there's some others. Harry's dead. Big's dead. They're all, it's like everyone, well, that's the thing in lame is almost everybody dies. I once yeah. did it on stage in 10 minutes and I had a grid with me and I put X's next to the names as they died, like while mm-hmm. I was singing, but truly everybody goes except for the Miranda and Steve live. Mm-hmm. Um, Samantha dies, which yeah. I think that's coming up. Yeah. Here it's, we're not there yet. So um, New York now is just like, f- there's fire on the Upper East Side, right? Like it's everything burnt. Yep. it's burned. It's almost burned to the ground. I have chills because one of my favorite songs is coming up. I can't even look at it. Look at my face. <laughs> it's so sad. So it, <sighs> so Rose is dead. What? Where does uh, Brady go after this? Um. Well, that's the thing he gets. So this is the whole thing. Brady gets shot, and he, but he's not dead. And mm-hmm. Mary Glad, Mary Gladshaw, now that she's of such a heft, sees him dying and hoists him over her shoulder (laughs) and crawls through the R train tunnels to take him to Astoria to her home. This is the analogy that we're creating here. So I think in the movie, yeah, we have to have a moment. We have to like kind of break from like the musical and have a moment where, and refresh my memory if this does actually happen, where Lily communicates her love for Brady to Mary Gladshaw. So Mary Gladshaw is like, I must go down. She She does say that. So she knows. And she's like, I've got to get this guy. I I have to do everything in my power to make Lily's dreams come true and make her happy. Like that is my life's purpose. 100% that is understood by the original character, Jean Valjean, that Cosette and Marius are an item. You know okay. what I mean? So yes, yeah. that's right. No, so she recognizes him and hoists him and takes him. Now, before that happens, this um, is going to be require so much physical. I mean, Sarah Jessica Parker really has her work cut out for. Her. <laughs> 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 she has to gain They're at gonna- least a hundred pounds, or wear like a fat suit that requires hours in the makeup trailer she's going to have to hoist a 20 year old man and like crawl through like a subway great like it's gonna be it's gonna be great and i think that she can do it i I believe in her and you know Hugh jackman got like remember how cut he got as john beljohn movie i was like he was more built for that than wolverine i was like this Mm -hmm. doesn't seem right but okay um wait i'm like crying laughing from that um (laughs) i should add that miranda and steve had gone into the r train tunnel where a lot of the bodies were Mm -hmm. and had and they're taking that's when doggy the dog Worst song of lame is it's a wild well the dog ain't the dog. I mean it's such a bad song. But that's where that happens. In the meantime, Samantha seeing, are you ready for this? Oh, I know what it is. Samantha sees Mary Gladshaw in the sewers because she's out also sniffing around. Just go work with us here. Yeah. That's when they have their confrontation because I guess maybe the secret is, Laura, that Mary Gladshaw didn't serve all her time. Like something happened. Oh, because she stole from the bishop. Like something happened from Andre Leon Talley. That's what it is. Yeah. Something happened where she really should be in jail, but isn't. And that's why mm-hmm. Samantha's like trying to find Carrie, but can't. Yeah. And then realizes this is Carrie. 
as a bigger girl. Okay. And that's when they have, I have to, it's hard to figure this out. That's where they have their confrontation known as the confrontation where it's, um, we meet again. You've hung for this all your life. Take your revenge. All right. You should kill with a knife. You talk too much. Your life is safe in my hands. You know this part? Yeah. Don't understand. Clear out of here. Valjean, take care. I'm warning you. Clear out of it. Once a thief, forever a thief. You know this? Yeah. What you I'm want, a- you always steal. You don't want me to go on? No, you I love trade. it. She goes, instead of Jean Valjean, she goes, Gladshaw. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Gladshaw. Jones. It works out. Yeah. It really works out. Samantha Jones, we meet again. Gladshaw. Gladshaw, you say. That's not your name. <laughs> and then the scale in the back is like two, four, six. Um, no, they, uh, they, yes, you're right. I'm not doing this correctly. And then they go, uh, well, that actually, let me take it back. I actually fucked it up. That confrontation happens earlier in the show. We don't have to get into it because we're skipping a major part in the revolution where Mary Gladshaw captures like fakes being a soldier. I mean, I'm skipping this whole part because it won't ever make sense, but fakes being a soldier and captures Samantha, but lets her go because of their friendship. So let's just go with that. But they meet again in the sewers and that's another confrontation. Okay. Yeah. I think that so it's confusing Mary Gladshaw, like in order to get to Mary, AKA Brady, she poses as a soldier to like infiltrate the front line so that she can get Brady and take him back to Lily. And during that time she sees like basically Samantha's out like shopping. Like she's like a, she's an occupied truther where she's like, they won't stop me from shopping. Like everyone says it's dangerous. I don't care. Like where she's going to go into the front lines and like go to Bergdorf's and like get her hair done. She doesn't care that she could be captured and then used as like a prisoner of war. So they, so the occupy movement has captured Samantha. And so Carrie, while she's posing as like an occupier, Mary the occupier. Yeah, yes. she sees that they've like they have Samantha like tied up and are about to like torture her and tote her out in front to like on like CNN to like yes. cut her head off or whatever. And she's like, "I'll take her." And then she grabs that's her. Where it's, we, that's that confrontation. The confrontation yeah. that happens in the sewers. And just then, okay, so yeah. that's later. So then she so frees later, yeah. Samantha and like says like go and. Right. Does Samantha know that it's Carrie at that moment or she just still thinks it's Mary Gladshaw? I think that's when she realizes it is Carrie because that would explain why later when they run into each other. What she's can like, she say to Samantha in that moment where that tips her off? Maybe it's like, and then I wondered, you know, yeah. she does like her computer thing. Like, like and then I wondered, wonder. is it possible to occupy a street while also having someone occupy my heart or whatever it is? I mean, I'm not good at that, but yeah. And then, and then Samantha it dawns on her yeah yeah so carrie lets samantha go and then she finds shot brady and then she finds her and then yeah. it's it's you samantha i knew you don't like too long let me just do it for me yeah <laughs> yeah yeah had his post once more this man's done no wrong and he needs a doctor's care i want you i would not give in i won't be swayed another hour yet remember this part and then i'm yours and all our debts are paid the m- woman of mercy, it's so horrible now, comes again. Down Javert, he's standing in his grave. Beware, take him, Gladshaw. Before I change my mind, 
I will be waiting 246.01. She keeps taunting her with the weight. Yeah, she's <laughs> really throwing her weight in her face. Yes, that's good. Down, Samantha. You're standing in his grave. I love this. Yes. I also it's love really replacing good. those two powerful male roles with like two iconic women. My dream is to reimagine Les Miserables in a way that is more modern. Mm-hmm. Uh, frankly, I think you've done it. <laughs> well, that's our time. Well, no, let's get to the end. Let's okay, get yeah. to the so, end. So they confront each other in the subway. Does, is this when Samantha dies? Yes. So this is when um, Samantha sings uh, Stars. Who is this woman? What kind of devil is she? Like, it's, oh, Stars is one of the best. <laughs> Oh, no, this isn't stars. I think that I'm genuinely, I'm not kidding you. I think that quarantine has given me early onset dementia. This is a musical (laughs) that I know literally like tattooed in my brain. And the fact that I'm getting the order off is like, I need to see. You're excited right now. I get it. I get it. um, Samantha, does that character kill themselves? Yes. She jumps off the bridge. She jumps off the Verrazano in this movie. Oh, wait, how can I just sing it for one second? Yeah. How can I now allow Mary, I'll change it, to hold dominion over me, this desperate lass that I have hunted. She gave me my life. She gave me freedom. Oh, you know the song? This I could beautiful. have perished by her hand. It was her right. Anyways, so he sings stars, so or she sings stars. I honestly jumps off believe, too, that... Yeah, Mar- yeah, Samantha is going like she's on like the Brooklyn Bridge or something at this point. Yeah, yeah, more iconic. You're absolutely right. Um, we're and almost done for those listening who are like on the verge of themselves <laughs> tossing their bodies off a bridge. We've got only about two and a half hours left. Go on. But I have to point out that like this is a really metaphorical like relationship that plays out in the movie between even Samantha, like kim and sjp where it's like she gave me my life and like a real come to jesus like why am i still so mad and then i think the reason that sjp would sign on to do this role is because of samantha's she, realization in the movie and then and her death yeah but then also the reason that kim would sign on is because this is such a crunchy part and there's just so much there for her and to like really dig Carrie her has teeth to into and yeah, also, Carrie's, I mean, you know yeah, SJP, God bless. I say this as someone who's tried to shove a foot in one of her famed Nordstrom shoes. Um, <laughs> not a lot of room for for flesh. That's all yeah. I'll say. Beautiful yeah. shoes. Love her shoes, but they do not fit. All right. So, uh, so Samantha so takes there, her life Samantha, on the bridge. Yes. In the in the musical. Javert stands where he is and they lift the bridge behind him while he waves his arms. So it looks like he's falling. Wow. Beautiful. It's just to die for. And then he falls into the stage. (gasps) When all this is over, you and I are going to go see Les Mis together. Nothing hurts me more. Like that. The fact that there is no Les Mis on Broadway, because honestly, Mm -hmm. I think if it were here, uh, I would probably go twice a year by myself. I I really, it's like how rent heads or like Hamilton people don't do it for me. But like lame is I'm telling you every time I walk away crying, it's, yeah. 
It's the most beautiful thing ever written, I think. All right, let's move. So, so Samantha, so it. Samantha's gone. She she's really like come to terms with just how far. Like we see her kind of flashback, and I think in the yes. moments where she's singing about Carrie, we get a flashback to the good old days of all the girls yes. brunching. And even when Carrie sees, I think there should be a moment where Carrie sees Miranda and Steve in the tr- in the train. And well, there's like she a, has to. Yeah. And so there's like a confrontation there. And so it's like we're all now collectively mourning what once was, which was these beautiful women brunching and just gabbing about the their raucous sex lives. No, everything has truly turned to shit, much like what we're dealing with right now yeah, in our lives. Char- plus, Charlotte is dead. So Samantha. And now Samantha is too. <gasps> you know who we never cast? Smith. That's a shame. He would have been that good is. in some role. Maybe as um as one of the jail people at the beginning. I'm trying to think. Oh, you know what? No, I know who he could be. He could be in Holrus, uh, who I know strange name. I did not come up with it, but he's really <laughs> the leader of the revolution. Marius is just kind of like okay. a lackey. Well, he's the one Smith who sings and Red Beat and Black would be a good leader because he is a celebrity. So he could really get people to sign on. He's kind of the face of it, but Marius, aka Brady Hobbs Brady, is the brains. And the heart. Yeah. Um, so, so Samantha's long gone. Story long, Samantha's gone. Now I should add at this point that Mary Gladshaw is <laughs> 75 years old. We haven't really done the math, right? <laughs> but, which I also love because I think it's very important to have like representation of older women on screen. Oh, for sure no yeah. she's 75 to 80 years old at this point and <laughs> so not only is sjp in like a fat suit she's also in full elderly makeup having like such a physical <laughs> journey <laughs> i literally cannot breathe from that that is okay. so dumb. and i do right. i think also that for the in for the giveaway of the two yeah. dvds you need yeah. to follow michelle yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm three away. Three. You need to follow Michelle, tag two people, and then hashtag Mary Gladshaw. That's and right. That, yeah. So Mary Gladshaw, old Mary Gladshaw is crawling. <sighs> I'm like I'm like shaking from this. Joe. So basically, uh fine oh, but can I just say one of my favorite songs is when Brady walks into like his Starbucks or wherever they go, like they're like local farmer being owned thing. Mm-hmm. and uh, empty chairs and empty tables. They could actually, or it could, I mean, if we really wanted to do a twist, it could be Mary singing it at like their old brunch haunt where like no one's left. We've got to go back to that brunch haunt. The, what's that one restaurant that they're always at with the white chairs? Like cafeteria or something. I mean, cafeteria. that's like back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Yeah. But that was like the one that they were always at, like eating lunch at. I just feel like that. I mean, it wasn't cafeteria, but I feel like that of, do you know the song? <gasps> There's a grief that can't be spoken. Yes. There's a pain goes on and on. Empty chairs at empty tables. Now my friends are dead and gone. That is Mary Gladshaw's song in this That's movie. Her song. That's her song. And she is in walking through She's walking through everywhere that they used to go. Yes. So she's walking through the brunch place. She's walking past like the f- wherever she said like your girl's lovely Hubble to big. She's walking uh, past the brownstone front. 
the brownstone brownstone, walking past Barney's and like all these shops that are like blown out. And like, and then we also do get montages and flashbacks of their like beautiful (laughs) moments. Oh God. It's a real emotional moment. I'm crying. I'm not even joking. I'm like completely torn apart by this. Um, Phantom faces in the window, and you see Miranda. That's when Charlotte. we see her when she's in that dress, and she knocks on the window, and they're all like, <gasps> and then it, yeah. it just fades out, and there's no one in there. There's like a skeleton in a chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, it's so good. Um, so there's that. Okay, wait. And then now, what, another song we forgot to bring up, my other favorite lamest song is Drink With Me, but that's a drink with me, two days gone by. That's after, it's a great song. All right. Okay. So now that's the end. And now um, Lily and Brady mm-hmm. are like together in Astoria at Mary Gladshaw's Brownstone. Okay. And Mary is literally coughing up dust amadeus powder in the hair like she's like on the verge of dropping dead yeah about to die i mean she's for an 80 year old has like overexerted herself she's like peter brady on the simpsons (laughs) on the simpsons you cannot have me sing peter brady on the simpsons i think that literally i'm genuinely having a mental break peter brady on the brady bunch obviously when he like put the the wig cap on do you remember that one where he was like bald uh, Peter Brady on The Simpsons is a good podcast title for this show. Okay, so then they sing A Heart Full of Love again, and then Mary, that's the most beautiful song. Heart Full of Love. She was never mine to keep. She is youthful. She is free. Uh, yeah, gorgeous. It's and this, so beautiful. this is where Mary Gladshaw dies. there's a wedding before that. I think the wedding, yeah, the wedding happens first and that's where everybody shows up. Miranda and Steve sneak in, they steal stuff. Miranda and Steve are there. Smith is there as well. Smith maybe marries them. Ooh, that's cute. Yeah. I like that. I I think think the musical Smith dies. Anthony. But fair enough. Stanford and Anthony could be there. I like that. Yeah. Um, They could be there. It could be all like basically all the greats. And I think there should be a moment where Mary Gladshaw and Miranda look at each other and they just unspoken. They know they see each other. I agree. Yeah. Just for the audience. Maybe, maybe Miranda hands Mary a framed photo and it's the four of them from like the nineties. Yeah. To call it back. Mm -hmm. Like, don't forget about May. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's how she talks in it. I'm like genuinely. I'm gonna be like, oh, I had a great time. Bye, Lara. Close your laptop and burst into tears. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. I already know it. I'm feeling so emotional from this. My brain is breaking. Oh so my they God. have a moment, yeah, where they like pass the photo. Yeah, maybe even it's just Mary that saved it, and then she kind of hands it. And then they, their fingers just brush against each other. I like that. And so that, so there's a marriage. So there's the wedding and it's a big, it's like, um, 
dun 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 dun. They like recap Master of the House again. They like mm-hmm. bring that melody back in, which is always annoying to me. And then, uh, then they cut to Mary Gladshaw's room, and she's now hunched over. She's old. She's like ninety. Crispy. Yeah. And she's sitting by her. Oh my god! By the way, in the musical, this is where I'm a skeleton. Like at this point, you cut back to me, and it's like <laughs> I'm a wig on like a thick dinosaur skeleton from the Natural History Museum in a flat with a little clutch, and I'm watching it dying. <laughs> but it's a dinosaur head. I'm like so sad. Like a T Rex skeleton um, with your little yeah, yeah, arms. but like little back <laughs> and, and my, my hair. <laughs> Um, and that's where he sings. Oh, this is the most, this is the most beautiful, but this is when I actually believe that this piece of music and, and movie now has a divine spirit attached to it. That's all I can say about it. Um, that's when he recaps, bring him home, which we didn't hear Mary sing, but mm-hmm. Mary sings it about, uh, Brady. Well, Mary could also sing it because she has a connection to all the kids from the show. Like it's Brady, yeah. you know? I mean, it's like her family essentially. And at the end, Mary sits down with Lily and Brady holding a letter, perhaps an iPad. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And hands to them basically saying, this is our story. And you look at it and it's a first edition book called Sex in the City. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. And the photo and like another photo of the four of them, like on the bus home from like uh, Atlantic City. Yeah, like it's like all four of them young. Like they had no idea that no the connection. Clue. Yeah. And she hands it. This is good, by the mm-hmm. way. Like I just, I'm not laughing anymore. I'm like, we're making this. No, it's happening. And she hands it to them and she's like, this is our story. And as she's singing, oh my God, <gasps> I have to get it together because I love this so much, Laura. <laughs> And coming back is um, Rose and Charlotte to sing to to Carrie. Mm -hmm. And they recap um, on my own, basically, the melody on my own. And it's, I mean, I don't want to sing the whole thing. (laughs) But here I go. How much time do we have? It's like 9 p.m. Like, should I sing a little bit just of it? Sing I just a little bit of it. Yeah, we need to. The we last need to know. line is really good. So basically, all three of them together sing, "Take my hand and lead me to salvation. Take my love, for love is everlasting. And remember the truth that once was spoken: to love another person is to see the face of God." And they all go full. My face has chills. My like cheeks have chills. Samantha or Charlotte is kind of touching one shoulder, and Lil and Rose is touching the other one of Mary of and old Mary Gladshaw, her. and they take her. Beautiful. That to me is the best movie I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that's gorgeous. And then we just kind of fade out. And then everybody comes back and you hear the people saying, yeah. Okay. So uh, our, the movie's done now, right? That's the last, that's the last we, thing. We did it. We did it. Okay. What do we call, what do we call this movie? It's sex in the city three colon. Um, 
I have to think because it has to be a pun on Les Miserables. Mm-hmm. What would the movie be called? Lay. It's really tough. The most Miserable. <laughs> <laughs> Trey Miserable. Trey Miserable is good, actually, because it's playing yeah. off of how phony French they always are. I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love and that. Trey, Trey yeah. never shows up in this movie, but that's all right. That's okay. Yeah, I realized that too. I was like, damn, missed opportunity because he would have fit in well. Trey and Bunny. I think we just work them in. We see Trey and Bunny when things are getting occupied and we get a good moment where Bunny is being like killed or something. You know, obviously, I'm actually wrong. Trey should be the guy who tries to get um, Charlotte to sleep with him in the park. (gasps) Yes. That's what it is. Because he's yes. very foppish and yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And he, it's like Dandy. his final, his kind of final fuck you to Charlotte. Even though he didn't really have that energy, I think in this, yeah. in this current climate and setting of the movie, he's turned a corner. He's very evil. He's evil. I like yeah. that. Um, Michelle Collins, thank you so much for joining me for making this <sighs> sweeping masterpiece epic film. Um, I have to tell you, I did not know when we started this that it was going to be the most fun part of my week, and it really was. And I miss so you so glad. much. I miss you too. Yeah. This okay? When we're going somewhere in the world to see Les Mis, I'm not even fucking kidding because I'm turning I this off and then blasting Les Mis, and then I now something to live through quarantine for is that I to know that on the other side of all of this, we will be two skeletons clutching our clutches two t-rexes um quick story i go to london as you know every christmas so you're Mm -hmm. if you want i already have my ticket for next year they're like four hundred dollars so you can get your ticket and let me also add that if you listen to it promise me you will only listen to the 10th anniversary recording because there is no other acceptable recording of les mis pulling it up right now that is the concert. That's what we're giving away the DVDs to. Yes. That's the concert that was shot. So it's, but it has, it's like the all-star cast of Les Mis. So it's like Cole Wilkinson, Leia Salonga. Um, I like blank on the rest of them. Judy Kuhn, uh, Michael Ball. I mean, it's everybody. It's incredible. Okay. Philip Quast. It's really great. All right. I love you. Thank you for having me. And uh, I hope to hang with you soon. Yeah. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.